I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. <laughs> but I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Enough. <laughs> thirty-eight in a row. As in thirty-eight on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch, July the 1st, halfway point of the year. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. Happy to be here. That's good news, right? That the year is halfway over? Yeah, I would say so. Or is that bad news that it's only halfway over? Well, I don't know. I That's a good point. I saw this morning that, remember when that Saudi, that Saudi journalist was, was executed by the Saudi government. You remember that Jamal Khashoggi or whatever his name was, the, the blue check marks made a huge deal about it or whatever, but I would have told you that was like this time last year that happened in January. I don't. Oh, well, I mean, I, I do remember it, but yeah, that, that seems crazy to me. I had that, I had, I had that type of moment on the radio last week or maybe, I don't know, maybe earlier this week where I realized that Kobe died in January. Yeah, I, that seems forever ago, too. I thought we were, like, approaching the one-year anniversary of it, and it was like, no. No, we're not even... We're, like, six months away from it. Yeah. So I had a, it, I had a similar type of moment with that. The time goes by both extremely fast and extremely slow. Like, I feel like some of these days, like, just absolutely fly by, and I look up, and it's, like, 3 p.m., and I'm still in my, like, underwear... And then I feel like, but I feel like the time as a whole, like in month increments, goes by, you know, extremely slow. Like, it feels like it's been much longer than January since Kobe Bryant died. So I had that type of awakening. So uh, good news is we're halfway through it. Bad news is we're only halfway through it. And it's not like it's magically going to get better at New Year's. So, so who knows? We might just be getting started. It seems like in the short term, it's going to get worse, at least. I don't want to be negative. I don't want to take a turn to negative town, but I am feeling pessimistic right now. Uh, regarding what? Just regarding... Society in general? No, no. I mean, I mean that's, that's never really changing, but sports, sports. I do, I do feel... Um, increasingly bad about college football prospects by the day just playing or fans or both or well I feel like at this point like I don't think there will be fans in the stands I mean like Mississippi State canceled tailgating today oh I didn't see that um they canceled like their alumni tailgating for the fall which seems like um an overreaction but 
you know, I don't know. Yeah, alumni tailgating is canceled for the uh, 2020 season. This fall I guess it would. State. I guess it would make sense that they wouldn't want to like sanction it. it. Just added liability without bringing in any money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I've been wondering how the liability aspect is going to be high. It's going to be hard. It's going to be handled. So from um, that aspect, like the the tailgating is not going to bring them any money. So I don't blame them for not wanting to put that on. Like, let's not do extra events for no real payoff. But I did see today Penn State's like vice president of intercollegiate athletes, whatever the hell that means. Um, she said that Penn State is not doing single game ticket sales. Okay. And that you, if you want in the stadium this year, if you want any chance on it, buy season tickets. Well, there you go. Which to me seemed pretty crazy. And also, like, I can't believe there hasn't been a bigger deal made about James Franklin. If you followed that story at all, where James Franklin no, was like, no. James Franklin was like, my whole family has to stay in Florida. They're not allowed to come here. It's not safe for them. Then it seems it seems very difficult to me that he can justify having a football season at all. Well, that's what I thought. I was just like, that's crazy to me that he's saying he won't let his wife and kids come. And, you know, I don't know if they're high risk or what. It, it, I didn't look into it too much. But the, the the headline quote, I was just like, really? So he's saying, hey, don't come on campus. It's dangerous. Oh, by the way, let's play football. Students, get ready. Yeah, it seems crazy to me after he was the one that was making what I thought was a very fair point that like one school shouldn't be able to hold an entire conference hostage. Where basically like if Northwestern doesn't want to play, that doesn't mean the rest of the Big Ten shouldn't be able to play, which I thought was a very fair point. And one we had, one that Vandy, in the terms of the SEC, had been brought up before in terms of being that school for the SEC. I thought that was a good point. But it does seem hard to me that you can justify playing, doing anything, if you're not willing to bring your family around. Now, if they're high risk, then... Different story. Different story. I also don't think that, like, football players are going to be that much at risk to begin with. I mean... Uh, like all the Clemson players that tested positive, were any one of them actually really sick? No, I believe I believe uh, I haven't seen any stories about any college players being really sick. I, for the most part, it just seems like they have been chalked up to maybe a fever or asymptomatic. Yeah, so like there hasn't a, there haven't been any like hospitalizations, none of that. Obviously, nobody's died yet. So I know that like the argument is is that there will be one football player that you know would get sick and he would pass away because of it, and I'm not discounting that um all that to say that like there could still I, you could still have a football season i think it seems like as days go by the public will to have any sort of thing like that lessens and to me it seems that's just my opinion um what do you what do you make of the theory that we are understating the effect like on the college athletes they're not getting sick but there's potential for like a, a decrease in lung capacity moving forward which you know for elite athletes trying to play professionally that it could be detrimental to their careers and therefore a lot of college players shouldn't or won't want to play i have no idea but my one theory about covid-19 is that still nobody has any idea nobody knows still i mean like i was reading nate silver yesterday and the gist of it was that some of their priors were incorrect about coronavirus which basically has been the whole story of this entire thing going back to the end of january like the entire story has been that we don't really know 
We still don't really know. We don't know if they're going to get a vaccine. We don't even know if the vaccine will do any good. So you kind of side with uh, Rand Paul. Didn't he have the quote that was saying that no one, we shouldn't listen to the professionals right now because they don't really know what the hell they're talking about either, the experts? Well, I would, my point would be, why on earth would we, after the last, like, all you have to do, for me personally, the issue is over the masks. After being fed the shit that masks didn't work, and that buying masks and gloves was harmful, and then on a dime, flipping around, and absolutely starting a Salem witch hunt over anyone who didn't wear a mask to me is reason enough to take anything they say with a barrel of salt. I don't know why we would take any expert opinion on this. I mean, their opinions have shifted, gone so far back and forth over this. I mean, there's been other things besides the mask, but the mask to me were a huge thing. Like... Yeah, at first it was detrimental to the medical industry, and you shouldn't be buying them up, and like it does no, us no good. Only it does nothing. Experts, That's what we were right. told constantly. It does nothing for me and you. And then all of a sudden it was, hey, you know, we think you probably should wear them. And then it went to overnight, if you don't wear them, you are killing someone. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up now. R.I.P. Grandma. Hold up. Hold up. Like, I, I wear, like, if I have to wear a mask when I go out in public, I do. And I don't complain about it. The, like, I, I don't complain. But, we were told for quite a long time that masks did nothing for the average Joe, a.k.a. Seth and John. We are not average, but yes, for the sake of comparison, sure. And then all of a sudden, we, are we both were... Above average. You know, you know, if you want to... Significantly. Yeah, we are. I mean, that's fair, too. But I'm just trying to be sure, we're a being member of the common people. I'm trying sure. to be... I'm trying to have a little bit of noblesse oblige. And you we know. are the same as the plebeians. We are the same as the plebeians in this situation. Um, And, you know, I mean, we had New York saying to keep riding the subways. That it was <laughs> it was no big deal. <laughs> to go out and uh, patronize the, the film festival. We had the NYC City Council Chairman over Health saying, hey, go out to the Asian American parade this weekend. Stick it to those racists who bring up the fact that uh, the virus comes from Asia. And I mean, we, had peop- we had the elite doing that. We had Andrew Cuomo threatening to sue in federal court the state of Rhode Island, if they placed a 14-day quarantine on any person coming into Rhode Island from New York, only to turn around a couple months later and place a 14-day quarantine on people coming into New York from, like, 10 states. I mean, it's total, like, it's... And the only thing that that saves them, besides the media being in their back pocket, is that the, the news cycle is not even 24 hours long at this point. It's about one hour long. And so people don't even remember Cuomo threatening to sue the state of Rhode Island. People don't even remember the WHO saying that masks do nothing and that China handled the virus with absolute professionalism and perfectly. You know, that was four months ago, three months ago. You know, that seems like a year ago. People have other things to worry about, whether or not they can buy groceries or just they're going crazy from being stuck in the house. 
I mean, so I like Rand Paul because he's anti-war. I haven't seen his stuff on this, but I don't know why you would trust the experts on this at this point. I mean, like that Nate Silver thing I was reading yesterday, like, and it's not even, some of it, a lot of it is about the experts, but some of it is that we, there's just, I think that this virus is hard to figure out and that everything we thought we've known about it kind of is not true. And we learned that, you know, a couple weeks later and we're still grappling with it. You know, I mean, I don't know that a vaccine will do anything. I had read some before that like a vaccine might not even be that, you know, useful. Well, then if that's the case, then what do we do? Can we uh, can we address something real quick? Yeah. What is more dismissive, a barrel of salt or a grain of salt? I think barrel, but it might be grain. I don't know. You said to take it with a barrel of salt. I've never heard that yeah, before. Like a lot, like a ton instead of just a grain. So I feel like if I feel like it would be diminishing it more if you're taking it with a grain of salt, just because it's just so insignificant. Like a barrel of salt seems a little bit. Uh, I've never heard that before, so I was curious. Yeah, I just kind of like made it up on the fly. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Like I wasn't, you know, it's not like so a it's, saying. It's not a real thing. Okay, that was no. Okay. okay. My point was being was that I would take any expert opinion like uh, cautiously, to put it lightly. I would take it very cautiously. Because at this point, everyone's been wrong about the damn thing. Everyone has been wrong. Like, literally, every single every single person has been wrong about it. From it. And I don't even know what the what is the point of keeping up with it at this point, other than the best possible thing you can do is to not leave the house unless you have to. Yeah. Yeah, I like leaving the house, though. But, but I can't, are, but but I will go on to say that it, I do not blame anyone, okay? I do not blame a single person for going out to eat at a restaurant or going to, going to you know, Belk to buy some clothes because they want to go shopping. I don't blame anyone for doing that. My, my mom and sisters went and got their nails done the other day. I don't, my mom has diabetes and is high risk. Like, my mom did not leave the house for 60 days except to go get um, grocery pickup through, like, the drive through line at Walmart. That's the, like, she went, she did that, like, three times for 60 days. Okay, like, I'm not going to deprive my mom. If, like, she wants to get her nails done at this point, then I can't blame anyone for going to do that. Like, my mom's in extremely good health for a diabetic. It seems to me that we're constantly told hospitalizations are going up. Hospitalizations are going up. They're going up. Okay, I I grant you that they're going up. But what about the deaths? Aren't the deaths going down? I've yet to see the deaths start rising. It seems like the deaths have gone down significantly. Am I wrong? I believe you're correct. So... My point is this, and there is, it doesn't take much nuance, and it just takes just a slight bit of critical thinking to say that, like, nobody's saying to just go out and be in a mass of people with your shirt off and, like, just rub up all against them, but we also don't need to stay inside our houses and not leave. Like, there is, like... You know, there is a middle ground here. If people aren't dying, 
Like, if people aren't dying, how much longer can you keep this up? I mean... At least a couple more weeks. I believe Trump said he was going to send another round of Trump bucks out. I could take those. Even as high, I saw some rumors, even as high as $4,000 for the Trump bucks. That'd be cool. I mean, I feel like I've, I feel like I've lost $4,000 worth of business. Oh, you undoubtedly have. Just doing what I do. I've, I've lost $4,000 worth of business. I would appreciate that money. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you. There's no doubt you've lost that in ad revenue. I so mean, let's lock it down. Maybe another week or two, just until the next round of Trump bucks get clear, and uh, then we can open it back up. The last thing, uh, something coming out from the NFL, uh, according to the Athletic, says that the NFL wants fans and stadiums come September, but they may have to sign a COVID nineteen waiver. I would imagine pretty much everyone would sign a waiver yeah, at this that's point, what right? I, that's what I, I brought up when I said earlier about liability. I didn't know how, you know, when we were talking about Mississippi State, I didn't know how that was going to be handled. I didn't know if that was like, if there was like fine print on the back of the ticket that you brought into Neyland Stadium to get scanned that, hey, you know, we're not liable for anything that happens. I know they're not doing... Seen this. Okay, you might, yeah, we're not doing tickets anymore. No, I was just saying in the past, if like, I, I assume that Neyland Stadium had like some form of like, to get out they, that they weren't held liable somehow for things that like, unless like the stadium collapsed. Yeah. You know, I've seen, I've seen that argument and I've also seen, uh, you know, baseball does that, but then I also see some people suing baseball for like foul balls, hurting people. And some courts have j- deemed that baseball is responsible for them. And that's why they started doing the nets. And, you know, that was a part of the reason why, because there had been some rulings that said, even with that thing on the ticket, it wasn't good enough. So I don't know. So I was I have been wondering that um to like how liability was going to be handled because I feel like you have to do it like to me that the NFL doing that seems like the most sensible thing in the book and like I'm just saying right now if Neyland Stadium made me sign a sheet waiving liability and like I had to quarantine for 2 weeks from my mom after the Tennessee-Florida game, like, I'm going to do it. And she would understand because she wants to get out of the house too. She would do it if she were in my shoes. Like, I feel like a lot of people are going to jump at the opportunity to sign that sheet. It doesn't, it's not that we don't, I mean, we've been locked in the house since, what, the middle of March? Yeah, I mean, I think anyone who is not at high risk that wants to go to the game would not think twice about signing the waiver. I think you'd have some people who were at high risk say, you know what, I haven't missed a game in X amount of years, or I want to do this, I'm not going to live in fear, blah, blah, blah. If I get it, I get it. Well, you'd still have some of those people signing it as well. And I don't... You know, like, I, I, talked, I, I talked a lot on here about, like, my dad. You know, he was sick, he had cancer, but the first two weeks of the quarantine or whatever, he was cautious and was like, okay, I'm going to be safe. But then, you know, week three, he's like, I'm over it. If I get it, I'm going to get it, whatever. And was still, like, driving to Kentucky to deliver cows and buy cows and was like out just living his life, which was pretty dumb for somebody with cancer. But at the same time, I guess he knew his days were numbered and that he was going to maximize what time he had left. And I think you'd have a lot of people, or at least some people, even at high risk saying they'll sign it and they don't care. And they want to watch their favorite team play sports. Well, in, in March, I would have criticized those people. Now I have a lot more understanding. Like I sympathize with them a lot more because we're getting to the point, you know, when we get into September and October, well, it's like 
if they don't go out then when they can, well, then it's going to be flu season. And if you're high risk for this, you're probably high risk for flu too. And then you're not going to be able to go out in the winter because you might get this or the flu or this and the flu. So it's just like, I don't necessarily blame people for doing that. Like, my point is that at some point, like at some point, I would like life to go back to normal. It doesn't even feel possible on July 1st. It doesn't even feel possible. Like, I know that where I work, they're not even attempting to get us back in the office. They tried twice, and each time, right before we were supposed to go back, they canceled. One time, the night before, and the other time, like, two days before. And, like, they're not even, like, telling us anything now. They sent us an an email, like, last week to say, look, it's indefinite. We'll let y'all know when something changes. Like, it don't even seem like life can go back to normal. So, but I would like to go back to as much normal as we can get. Do you think that's a part of the reason Tennessee is going to mobile ticketing? Just so you can, A, like they don't want people passing around tickets. I get that. But B, like on your mobile ticket, you have to click a box, which will basically be your waiver that you're signing. That makes sense. Yeah. I would think they would do that. That would, that would be the smart way to go about it. You know, I don't know. I mean, because having someone come in and like physically sign a piece of paper, that would take forever, right? Yeah, they, they can't do read that. It. They, they, they can't do that. I mean, right. So mobile tickets to me would make a lot of sense that it gives you a disclaimer at the bottom before you scan it. Yeah, and, and the you sheer have amount to get, of people, accept. Yeah, like the sheer amount of people you would have coming in and out, that would contribute to the spread of the virus probably if they had to come in and sign it. Right. So it does seem that that would be the ideal way to go about it. Um, I hope that's going to make it hard for ticket scalpers, right? I mean, it's going to make it hard for us. I mean, and, and you know, ticket scalpers, sure, the people who are making money, but also the people who, you know, say they only let 50,000 people in, those tickets, you know, people who buy resell, you know, buy and resell and stuff like that, like that seems like it'll make it tougher too. I mean, I know there's ways around it, but, you know, you're not going to have people on the corner. You're not going to have, uh, I don't guess it would do much for the resale market outside of just the hard copies, people standing in front of the venue, but I guess you could still put those on like StubHub and stuff, right? The digital. Yeah, you could do, you could do all that. I mean, okay. We bought, you know, I mean, yeah, you can. Um, Yeah. I mean, I've bought digital tickets before, obviously. So I guess that would just really hurt. I do think it would hurt. It would hurt scalpers outside on the street. You know, it would really suck to not get accosted by scalpers as I walk into Neyland stadium, man. I'd hate that. I know, but I, some people do rely on those people right before kickoff. I know, I know. I, know. I, I, I'm, stadium. I really no. do not mind scalpers that much. They don't affect my life. So, you know, but it does suck for them. Um, I do kind of like asking them what they're going for without any intention of buying them. Getting them excited, but really just caring what the market is. I, yeah, you, you just got to keep your finger on the market. I just like to know. Just like to know what they're, what they're hitting for. That's what I always say. What, what are they hitting for? And then they get really excited. I'm like, no, no, I don't want to buy any. I was just asking. Yep, you got to keep your finger on the market. All right, let's move on to some patron questions. Anything you want to add on that last conversation? Or are you done? No, um, you know, what do you think about the NBA? Like, it seems like more and more people are not going to play. Well, usually we save the NBA talk for the end. Okay, we'll save the NBA talk Book, for the Bookmark end. that for the end. Okay. Uh, shout out to some new patrons, new $5 patron, Thad Jones. Uh, shout out to Thad. We appreciate you and we love you. And new $2 patron, Jake Nicely. Shout out to Jake Nicely. We love you and appreciate you. We do love all the patrons. I hope y'all had fun at the golf meetup over the weekend. Golf meetup was a lot of fun. Who won? Who won? Um, Cote. Okay, no surprise. 
AP, okay, Mr. Chris Kilby, and myself. We Good, were the uh, we were the winners. Good. Congrats. I say my I barely lumped myself in there. Although I did hit, I did hit a clutch putt. I did hit a couple clutch putts. Well, I hit a couple putts, but one was clutch, so that that was cool. And only played in one of the two days, so I can only take so much credit. Uh, I believe Landon was the guy that played in my place on Saturday. But I did just leave golf lessons, Seth, so next year I will be ready to go. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm currently getting our four names engraved on the on the cup, on the trophy. Um, it's just going to stay at my house since I'm the winner, um, so don't worry <laughs> about it. But next year it'll be up for grabs, and we'll see whose name gets engraved next to ours for the 2021 Reeds Ranch golf outing. But I took lessons today, so I'm going to be ready next year. You're going to be ready. Got a feeling golf's going to be really expensive. Yeah, I would say that's correct. It's going to be about as bad as a gambling habit. I can't. I don't know if I can afford both a gambling habit and a and a golf habit. I, I feel like I got to make a choice. But we'll ride it out. We'll see. So far, I'm already like two hundred dollars hooked into this thing just for a round of golf and a couple hot dogs and a couple sandwiches and a hour of lessons. Mm-hmm. Let's get to some patron questions. So I hope I didn't miss anybody, by the way, because I know we took a week off last week. Seth was sick. We thought Seth had the coronavirus, but he did not. Shout out to that. He is healthy now. <laughs> I didn't even tell you about my doctor's visit. Oh, no, you didn't. I didn't know if you wanted to. Uh, I mean, she, uh, well, you know, I went and I was like, look, we're awaiting the test results from my sister. I'm like, I'm running a fever of over 100. I was like, I don't know if I have it or not, but I was like, I know I have two ear infections. And I was like, my head is killing me. You got to give me something for my ears. So they checked me out both ears. They're like, oh, yeah, your ears are very red. You have ear infections, blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, we can give you, she's like, I'm going to give you some antibiotics and histamine and something for the pain. She's like, do you want any shots? You want to do shots? I'm like, look, you're the doctor. Don't ask me this. If you think it's better, then give me the shots. And she's like, okay, it'll be quicker too. I'm like, sure, do it. So the lady comes in there with two shots. Pull down my pants for the right butt cheek, the antibiotic. And it hurts. I groan. Oh, yeah. Shot, shots hurt. Shots, shots hurt. hurt. Shots of pain. Like, and so she's like, 30 seconds later, she's like, okay, swap over to the other leg. We're doing the pain medicine, which is Toradol, which I have had several times for migraines. And they've never let me drive home after I've gotten toward all any of the other times, but I've also had like other medicines with it. But she's like, oh yeah, you're going to be good to drive home. Don't worry about it. And so she goes to my left butt cheek and she puts that in. And about 10 seconds into it, I am face down above the table. The room is spinning and then going black. (laughs) I cannot hear anything. Like, it sounded like I was standing on the tarmac with a Boeing cranking. Like, I could not hear anything. She keeps screaming into my ear. Like, she keeps talking to me, asking me questions. Like, I can't see anything but what what is right in front of my face. And I keep, like, telling her, I keep, like, yelling at her. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And... She's like, I finally understand her. She's like, I have some smelling salts. Do you want those? I'm like, yes, give them to me immediately. So she had to give me smelling salts because I, I was like, it took every bit of energy I had not to just pass out right there with my pants down. Like I'm talking just like I was on the precipice of unconsciousness and 
she finally, like, she, she gives them to me, then she has to give them to me again to get me to, like, come back to her. And then I'm like, look, lady, I am burning up. I'm sweating like crazy. And I had sweat through the little sheet on top of the table. I had sweat through my clothes. My toes were sweating. I remember distinctly how sweaty my toes were in my shoes. And then she's like, oh, you know, we might not let you drive home. And I'm like, are you shitting me, woman? I asked you over and over again if you would let me drive home after this. And now you're saying I can't? I mean, I was so mad. And then... I finally got over it like 30 minutes later. They may stay for like 30 minutes. She's like, oh yeah, you know, you're not, you don't look as pale as you did. And I'm like, no shit, woman, because I, I, I'm not passed out anymore. And then I went home and I ate 30 pizza rolls because I was so damn hungry after that. It was one of the, it was like the, one of the most painful, most painful things I can remember. That shot going in my left ass cheek and feeling the medicine just spread down my leg. Yeah, this is the patron question portion of the podcast. Yeah, sorry. I just needed I needed to get that off my chest about how like she made me take my pants down and then I was like about to be knocked out and she had to give me smelling salts. And then I'm like, you know, I'm really hot. And she's like, well, you know, if you take that mask off your face, it'd probably help you breathe. And I'm like, you made me put the mask on because I told you my sister had gotten a coronavirus test. But yeah, we don't have coronavirus. Supposedly. Yeah, this, this is the uh, question portion. Yeah, not the, go uh, ahead. Says, go ahead. Not the says doctor story time of the podcast. I had to get it off my chest. We have fine patrons who... We had two... I went two weeks without podcast. I had to get it out. Support us and want to hear their voices and want to have their questions asked. Troy wants to know, would you take an eight-game football season, conference only in the fall, with no fans or a full schedule with full attendance in the spring? First of all, I love Brother Troy. Um, I would, I would take the eight game conference schedule. I would too. With no fans. Yep. Because I want, well, why is your reasoning? Well, my reasoning is a, it's sooner and I don't like waiting for things. I prefer instant gratification and when possible. B, I mean, the only game we'd be losing in this scenario would be Oklahoma. And I'm sure, I don't know if they would just cancel that series or you'd go another year or whatever, but that's fine. Like, that's one less loss, possibly. And I don't like the ramifications that I think a spring football season would have. Because I do not think that you can make college kids play in the spring and then turn around and play again in the fall. And if we did play in the spring... Assuming it was just college football doing this and not the NFL, then I would be worried about guys like Trey Smith and Cade Mays and you know other juniors yeah. and seniors sitting out to get ready for the NFL draft. And I wouldn't blame them. You know, like it, they would be need to be ready to get their money. They would need to be ready to do that. So that that's my reasoning there. The fans yeah, having no fans would suck. It would, but that's my preference. My reasoning was solely Trey Smith and Cade Mays. Like, if they don't play this fall, then you're not going to get any, you're not going to get Trey Smith again, and you're probably not going to get Cade Mays ever. And that that's solely my reasoning. Uh, I do not want to wait until after New Year's to have a college football game. I, so I do you agree I, with the instant gratification as well? Yes. I Think about the next, like, Tech Vol asked, 
it's July 1st. How do we feel about another month of staring into the void? I feel awful about it. And like knowing that we'd have to go the rest of this without college football makes it a lot worse. So, yes, I want, if it's just, if we get eight games, if we only get college football season and of conference play, then give them to me. I mean, uh, you know, like you said, you're only losing Oklahoma and you're, so you're keeping all the good games except for one. And, you know, I'm not going to be really that torn up about having to play, about not having to play Oklahoma on the road, even though, like, I've bought tickets and we're planning on going. And we're going to win. And we're going to win. Um, Yeah, I would, I would take this fall regardless taylor asks would a completely canceled 2020 season be good or bad for recruiting i think that it is impossible to know but if i had to guess i would say bad because it would just give more time for other coaches who have won a lot to flip the guys that we have that are really good that being said our coaching staff seems to have really thrived when they could just recruit digitally and virtually, so I don't think really anybody knows. My initial thought was that it would be good because there's no chances for hiccups on the field. Yep, that's true too. And that you would be riding the second longest winning streak in the Power Five and looking like the last time you played, you dominated, or not dominated, but won a bunch of games. But, I mean, if they cancel the season, I'd imagine everyone's eligibility rolls over, right? So then if I'm Caden Salter, I'm not going somewhere where, uh, you know, JG's still going to be there. And God knows the fans would hopefully have ran him off by now, but you never know. JG would probably still be there. And that would probably hurt your quarterback recruiting. And I think we're going to be good on the field. And I think that will help us actually, like, solidify that, hey, we're not 30 points worse than Florida. And we're not 30 points worse than Georgia at home. I'm not saying we're going to beat both those teams, but I'm saying you should do better performances in the big games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Tennessee's going to win one big game this year, at least. Yeah. So, I would say that... At least. A a canceled season would ultimately be bad for recruiting. I was going to ask Tech Vol's question here, but you already asked his question about the staring into the void. So, sorry, Tech Vol, it was a good question, but Seth cucked you on uh, your good question. Kilby asked, if football has moved to the spring, what is more likely for basketball conference play? Home basketball games on away football Saturdays, home basketball on home football on home football Friday Sunday, basketball pushed to April July. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I hadn't uh, thought of that. There's a lot to it, but I saw today Rick Pitino pushing for what was it? Only conference games in basketball. I would say you would see a lot of Sunday conference games. Yes, agreed. Because it's not like you would be going up against the NFL. Obviously, it'd be done. By by then, uh, I, I think you'd see a lot of conference Sunday games. The one problem being the SEC women's play on Sundays, but hopefully the SEC would just do the right thing and move the women's to like some other night nobody cares about, um, and play the the men on Sunday. I think that would be, I think that would make the most sense. I mean, I, it just seems crazy to me that they're talking about like just playing conference games in basketball already in July 1st nobody even pays attention to college basketball at all until Thanksgiving like are we aren't we getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here well on the other hand like do we even need to care about those games then if we don't care about them until the end of Thanksgiving because it's only like a month which I mean I like the Thanksgiving tournaments don't get me wrong yeah I like the Thanksgiving tournaments too I mean I, you know, I, I would be fine with just a conference tur- a conference season only 
I would be too. I would have been fine last year if our season ended that day we beat Washington really badly in Toronto. That would have been cool. So yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Logie wants to know the fastest you've ever had sex. Seth, I know that you're not going to want to answer this, um, but I'll go eight seconds, like Lane Frost. Okay. Bull Riders had it figured out. I have climax before in eight seconds. Um, Hank, who is gay, would like to know what are our three top three Pop Tart flavors. I was wanting to go with the biggest regret in life, but if you want to give us your Pop-Tart flavors, go ahead. Well, I mean, the only one that counts is brown sugar and cinnamon. I don't eat Pop-Tarts because I'm not a child. There you go. Good question, Hank. If I want a something for breakfast, I fix myself a peanut butter sandwich, or I'll scramble some eggs, I'll go to Chick-fil-A and pick up an egg white grill, or a chicken biscuit, but I'm trying to eat a little healthier, so I get the egg white grill, and I go about my day. Some days I don't even eat breakfast. But I definitely never, I've never liked Pop-Tarts, even when I was a child. So I can't answer that question. Um, user Farm would like to know if I'm feeling better. Yes, I'm feeling better. Thank you for asking me. Um, Brother Andrew, Redneck Andrew would like to know how, or how is everyone doing? You know, that's a good question. I appreciate him asking that. Thank you, AJ. Uh, I feel great, Andrew. I feel, um, it's hard to state how much better I feel today than I did like this time last week, but I do feel, um, a lot better. I do feel a lot better. I've come out to the other side and, um, they did not kill me. They tried to keep me down, uh, but I didn't tap out. Even through it all, I was, I had two words in my mind. Choose joy. You looked deaf square in the face and said, not today. Not today. And I chose joy. Um, and it's hard to be joyful in this time. I keep looking at that question from Tech about another month of staring into the void. And it's very hard to stay joyful. Because um, it feels like uh, we're not going to go back to work until like September. So it sucks. It sucks. But, you know, we got to do what we can. I feel good, AJ. Thanks for asking. Uh, I feel... Better than I have in a while. I don't know if it's been been out in the sun, getting exercise or what, but I, I feel better. I would uh, say I'm at like a five and a half or six out of ten right now, which over the last month and a half or so I've been down like a three. So that, that's good. Uh, I've doubled up. You've doubled up. That's I'm not. Right. I'm not all the way back, but I, I am uh, six out of ten. You're not John Wick back yet, but I'm not all the way, way back. No, I am not John Wick back, but I am um, on my way. And that is something to choose joy about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like Magic Johnson when he tried to come back after quitting basketball with AIDS. He only lasted five games, but I'm back. I'm back. I'm here. Not all the way back, but I'm here. Let's see. Um, Great question, though. I appreciate them uh, uh, asking that and caring. Any other questions? Is that it? Uh, Tech would like to know if we're taking the grain alcohol Quit pill Quit asking challenge. Tech questions. You only get one per episode. You've already given him your one. I had to make up because I cooked him. You don't get the, you don't get to reward him by asking another one of his questions. The rules are rules. Rules are rules. One question. Okay. Uh, user Zach would like to know if you could kill one person 
to bring back one person from the dead, who would they be? I espouse nonviolence in all situations, so I would not kill anyone to bring back anybody from the dead. You do not expound nonviolence in all situations. Well, not all situations. If someone has their hands around your throat, you will fight back. You will, you will put violence. That's true. That's true. Just wanted to point that out. You know. I mean, I don't want to kill people or bring, I mean. I mean, if somebody walks through my apartment door, then yes, the Remington 870 with buckshot is coming out. The pump shotgun is coming out, baby. And I'm going to blow them through the damn drywall. Make no mistake. So you do not, but, you do not. But other than that, I espouse nonviolence. <laughs> you do not say nonviolence in all situations. I just wanted to point that out there. Um, I guess the last question, then we'll get to your NBA questions. Uh, Brizzy wants to know, Seth, what is your Bill Paxton take? Properly rated? Overrated? Underappreciated? Also, rank Twister movie, he asked. He's been all about this damn Bill Paxton guy. Uh, like, I mean, Bill Paxton was good. I mean, I don't think he's underrated. I don't think he's overrated. I think he's... That would be properly rated. I think Seth. he's properly rated, yeah. He's yeah, a he's... B-list actor at yeah. best, right? I mean, I think that's fair to say. He's not an yeah, A-lister. I mean, he's not He's not Brad Pitt. I don't even know if he's a B-list actor, but I mean, he's somewhere between a B-minus and a C-plus actor. Yeah. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a good There's nothing living. wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, do you want to rank the Twister movie on a scale of like one to a hundred or whatever? Do you think Twister's good? Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's it's entertaining. Like, it's fun to watch. The only good thing from Twister was the Shania Twain song that we got it because of it. I mean, I like Twister. You know, it's not like I'm not stupid to feel it. I don't know, I'm not foolish. I'm you know, stupid. I mean that. I think I've been hit by a Cupid. No one needs to know right now. That was a banger. Shania. Oh, what a queen. You know, I mean, I, there's some movies that whenever they're on TV, I'll watch like Shooter, um, The Lord of the Rings, Fast and Furious movies, John Wick, Shooter, um, the uh, any the, Fast uh, and Furious movie. Yeah, any Fast and Furious movie, anything with Tommy Lee Jones in it, like Men in Black, that Air Marshals movie. Um, I'll watch Con Air if it's on. Are, are, like, are those, the, uh, those the only two Tommy Lee Mo- Jones movies you know? No, I mean, No Country for Old Men. I'll watch that for sure anytime it's on. Uh-huh. What about the one but, where he's like at the sorority house or whatever? He's like the... Isn't there one where he's like the... Uh, he's watching a sorority house? Am I making that up? I don't know. He might be. In Texas? I'm not like a, I'm not like a TLJ aficionado. Well, you said any Tommy Lee Jones movie. Well, like if they're on T, if 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 a, if a if a TLJ movie that's Tommy Lee Jones is on TV, I'll probably watch it. You know, because most of the time it's like No Country for Old Men, Men in Black, that Air Marshals movie. Um, you know, I'll watch those. Him and that that one with Wesley Snipes, you know, where Wesley Snipes on the run for a murder he didn't commit, and TLJ Tommy Lee Jones is hunting him. And Robert Downey is the shithead new cop on the block. U.S. Marshals, there we go. U.S. Marshals is great. That's a, I watched that movie. I watched that several times during quarantine, actually. Um, so yeah, Twister's, Twister's not, not that. Okay, I, I mean, thought you it, were saying Twister was that. I was gonna no, say, it's not uh, that. It's, uh, it's not that high, but, you know, I mean, like, Twister's fine. I enjoy it. So, yeah. Okay, well, that's all the questions I have. 
you wanted to ask something about NBA. Well, I mean, what are what are our thoughts on the NBA? I mean, I think they're going to play. Do I? I mean, I think they're going to play. I think the putting social justice stuff on the back of the jersey was a idea with the right heart, I guess. But I think it's stupid, and I think it can go a lot of wrong ways. And I think they're actually going to like say, "Hey, you could do like five things." Yeah. Like, you know, you can put, like, Black Lives Matter if you want. Like, I don't think they're going to – like, they're not going to come out there and uh, – do you think they, they would allow defund the police on the back of the jersey? Like, do you think they would let that happen? Because I don't think they'd let that happen. I hope not. I don't think they'd come out there with, like, free Hong Kong on the back of the jersey, which is a social issue. Like, I, I don't think they would allow any of that. So, I think it was something that they're trying to appease the players, but they don't actually mean, and now they've backed themselves into a corner. Yeah. I was meaning more about, like – I know Avery Bradley isn't going to play. I know that that randomly that one white dude after we just talked about him in the last podcast for the Wizards isn't going to play. I know um, that was funny. It was like immediately after we had talked about him. He's said uh, to be. I, I told you, man. He's said to be a, a free agent. Davis Bertans can't take any chances. He's going to break the bank. He's going to get like a fifteen twenty million dollar deal per year, uh, per year deal. I think so. Like he he has to uh, take care of himself. Uh, did I see something about DeAndre Jordan? I guess DeAndre he, did Jordan he test positive? positive, and he said he's not going. Which I mean, the Nets, the Nets don't have any chances of winning. Like so far, we haven't had any big names. I mean, Avery Bradley was like the sixth or seventh man for the Lakers, so I mean, he would okay. He would be a uh, the biggest loss. But J.R. Smith brings more entertainment value to that team. I don't know if he's better, like going to help them win more. But uh, Bradley's on the best team in the West. Did I see something about Lou Williams? Is he Lou Williams is up in the air, which if he doesn't play, that will be probably the biggest name and you know the team that was closest to winning a championship. You know, like because Avery Bradley is not like the difference for the for the uh, Lakers, but Lou Williams might be for the Clippers. Yeah, that's what I figured. Victor Oladipo says he's unsure. Like he's a big name, but the Pacers aren't going to do anything, so like it wouldn't have that big of ramifications. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've seen some people talk about whether or not like people would consider this like a legit championship, like any of the others, and like I, I would like wh- why wouldn't you? I mean, is it could it help the Lakers because LeBron won't have as much wear and tear? Sure, I mean, but it also could help the Clippers, and I mean, yeah, to me, it's like it's a real championship. This one should count more. Like I, I don't, it, you know, we, the NBA did what they did like it wasn't their fault that the coronavirus happened you know it's not like they went on a a strike like the major leagues in 1994 did i mean it to me it's a real championship i don't really understand this this idea that it might be diminished um they've already played a ton of games i mean how many games have they played they got to 65 i think 65 so it's not even like i mean baseball is only playing what 60 games in 66 days like to me, you know, you could argue that more than you could the NBA, but, I mean, it is what it is. Like, you're having a season. Like, I think everyone should just be happy they're having one. Hopefully. So it's not set in stone yet that they're playing? No, I mean, they are, but, I mean, Adam Silver said unless COVID runs through their community, and uh, there was six positive tests from a MLS team in Orlando. Okay. Like, after they got to Orlando in that bubble. So, like, it's possible that everything goes to hell when they get down there. But they're going to try to play. They're going to try to play. All right, anything else you want to say, Seth? i got to take a shower. That's all.
Love you, as always. I love you, too. Talk to you soon. We're halfway through this year. Let's finish strong. Let's finish strong. All right. Later, buddy. Snap and clear. That's right. Choose joy. Brick by brick. I need a fucking... See ya. Bye. This shit not smoking. Tried to make life and somehow made a move The only rapper who can go on the road and don't fuck with no groupies If it don't make sense or dollars I ain't got no time, can't holler I just got out the plane from Ghana And my airport closed, they proud of I work harder than all the rest And I'm wishing you all the best I got bags from all the stress Now all my bags belong on jets Yes So many war wounds I had to make more tunes Gotta cancel these niggas, they cancel Couldn't even enjoy June Walking for God, even though I had some tough times, made my bed on the front line. One time for the, one time for the one time. Fuck the fight, roll up the dice, bet on my life, pay the price. Take no advice. I've been in the field and I know my wrongs, I know my rights. I fought the fight, roll up the dice, bet on my life. Check the numbers, too many can't run with me I'm making moves that's gon' take care of my family She did me dirty and fucked on my sanity Bitches can't handle me, I'm like an animal Eat it like Hannibal, she got good stamina She clean the mess up, I keep the checks up We gon' get checkups, gotta stay healthy Already rich, now I'm tryna get wealthy I didn't reply back, but they get the message Not sent on the best, but I go like the vest Seen the chains on my neck, AP water, but get on my head of the fence, keep my head on my neck Put my foot in your ass, I done ran out of passes To give, did she get passive for real I keep on passing on deals, one day I'ma chill, one day I'ma get me a spot in the hill, but until I'm serving these packs, keep on murdering tracks, keep on rolling the dice, got my life in this shit, I'ma ride, I can't switch, I'll die for this shit, bust down both of my rich at 11, 11, made both of us a rich, yeah, we both would get rich, yeah, we never could spit, now I look up, we the ghost of this shit, fuck the fight, roll up the dice, bet on my life, pay the price, take no advice, I've been in the field and I know my wrongs, I know my right. Fuck the fight, roll up the dice, bet on my life, pay the price, take no advice, I've been in the field and I know my wrong, I know my right.